All right. <clears throat> were everything working at this point, this is where the cool video clip would come in. And the cool video clip would be about some, something that you've... Let me, let me do the talk first then, and then, you know, I mean, the little promo. I'll promo the promo. Have you seen the uh, NBC, NBC series AD? Have you seen any ads for that? Okay. Like, this is the first time maybe in 12 years that I will ever stand on this stage and say, I encourage you to watch TV. Like, it's just not one of my big messages. <laughs> but this Sunday at 9 o'clock, I encourage you to watch TV. And I would encourage you to gather all your neighbors and talk about it. Uh, NBC uh, put together this sort of addendum to the Bible series. It's called AD. And it starts Easter at uh, 9 o'clock. And there will be an hour segment on the book of Acts, Acts 1 through 10, uh, Sunday nights from Easter, April 5th through Father's Day, June something. All right? 12 weeks. And so what we're going to do is vineyard style sort of loosely follow um, that as it's happening and we'll be talking in on Sunday mornings from the book of Acts so that you get a chance to not just hear the scripture but to engage the scripture in albeit an imperfect format right but you'll get to see some of what um, we read about and you have a great opportunity to engage with friends and family and neighbors and co-workers about the Bible because people are going to watch this. So uh, let's uh, see what it looks like. These people believe in He deserves to die! They say I'm needed to be silenced. Do you think he's coming back? I know he is. The tomb is now open and the Nazarene is gone. The Bible continues, Easter Sunday, April 5th, here on NBC. Woo! Okay. <clears throat> Great. As an added bonus, I'll be speaking like that for the next 12 weeks. So. <laughs> Welcome to the vineyard. <laughs> I always wished I had the Scott McElroy voice and I could say, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. But clearly I can't. Okay. All right. So let's, we'll have fun with that. Let's be a part of that. Uh, we'll have some information coming sometime this week on our website, how you can engage people. We'll put a banner up there and invite people to be a part of that and come to come to Sundays if, if they want. So, okay. Um, what we're going to do here for the next uh, 25 minutes or so is we're going to listen to God together. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, I want you to remember the context of last week's message. If you weren't here, I'm going to remind you. So here it is. We're at the end of our series called Fan the Flame. So this is Fan the Flame final today before we go into the Easter series. And uh, if you remember, last week I spent maybe half of my time talking about the context of the one verse that we talked about. Paul said this, beginning of 2 Timothy 4. So bring out your Bibles or your devices if you, if you need them. Paul said this. He said, in the presence of God... And of Christ Jesus, who's coming soon to judge the living and the dead. And in light of his appearing, that he's coming again, and of his kingdom. And then Paul says, I want you to preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, encourage with great patience and, and careful instruction. Remember I said that the context was, you know, um, God's present with us. 
and we're, we're face to face with Jesus. Maybe we can't see him, but that doesn't, uh, that doesn't mean his presence isn't real. He's everywhere. He's all around us. And in light of that, and the fact that he's coming again to judge the living and the dead with perfect righteous judgment, and that the kingdom of God is here, and the kingdom of God, the, the future kingdom of perfection is breaking in to the imperfect now. And that's why we live between the times as kingdom people. God's healing and working, and yet there's brokenness. And right now, we're in the midst of, of walking out the work of God in our lives. So that's the context of this passage. Remember the context of Second Timothy, which is Paul is writing his last letter to Timothy. He's writing his final words, actually. And he knows it. Remember from the first chapter, he, he realizes his time's about through and he's, he's about to be killed for his faith. And so what we're going to read here this morning are really the, the last instructions of Paul to Timothy. The last words we get from Paul's heart, inspired by the Holy Spirit, to tell us how to live our lives. And when we read it, I think you'll see that Paul's not only talking about how to live for Jesus, but how to die for Jesus. But isn't that the reality of where, of where we are? I mean, these days, things are coming to a point. You know, I'm not, I'm not a hyper, you know, I don't, I don't want us to fear the second coming of Jesus, but I do want us to understand it's imminent. It's happening. And God's invested us with the authority to preach the word in season and out of season. So that's the context of this morning's scripture. I'm going to read the scripture five times this morning. Because what we're going to do is we're going to listen to God together. So more on that. I'll read the first time. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they'll gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and they'll turn aside to myths. But you, keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. For I'm already being poured out like a drink offering. And the time for my departure is near. I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. So here's Paul declaring to Timothy, here's what I want you to do. And here's where I am. I'm being poured out. You know, this image of Jesus on the cross, when you think of it, I mean, completely giving myself. And what I found interesting studying this passage this week is that is really what Paul doesn't say. Like this, to me, is a beautiful four-point sermon, right? Keep your head, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all of the duties of your ministry. If you were a modern-day preacher, you might turn that into four C's, like clarity, courage, communication, and completion, like I did earlier in the week. <laughs> you can fill that outline on your, by yourself. But what struck me is that Paul didn't explain 
those four points. He didn't do it. He doesn't tell you how to keep a clear head. He doesn't tell you how to live courageously. He doesn't give a thorough explanation of um, what it looks like for you to know exactly what your ministry is and to complete it or to do the work of an evangelist. And my humble opinion is there are two reasons. One, they're really pretty self-explanatory. I mean, do the work of an evangelist. Tell people about Jesus. It's really not more complicated than that. Keep your head. That's hard. It's simple, but it's hard, right? Live a courageous life and so on. But he doesn't go through all that. And I think the first reason is it's maybe it's clear enough for us. But secondly, when Paul is writing to Timothy, whether he knows he's writing to us by the Spirit or not, I think he recognizes that the people hearing these words have a living, vital, active relationship with Jesus. So Paul's assumption is, Timothy, you know Jesus. You live in God's presence. So you can listen to God and you can obey. So I'm going to give you these four commands and you figure out what that looks like for your life. And so what I want to do is take the next 15 or 20 minutes and together figure out what that looks like for our lives. And we're going to use an ancient practice called Lexio Divina. So if you've heard of Lexio Divina, raise your hand. Okay, some of us, good. If you haven't, you're going to be an expert in 20 minutes. Okay, Lexio Divina, uh, it, just fancy Latin phrase for divine reading. Lexio Divina is a way to engage God in the scriptures. It's a very practical way to have a devotional time. And so we're going to take this scripture and we're going to go through this process together and you're going to hear from God. God's going to speak to you. So let me give you the four steps of Lexio Divina. Well, I'll explain them and then we're going to do this together. I'm going to read you the scripture. I'm going to, we're going to do the step. I'm going to give you 90 seconds of silence to engage with God after each reading. That sounds like a little time now. When the first 90 seconds, it will feel like an eternity because I'm not going to give you any comforting music in the background because it's Lent. <laughs> four, uh, four sort of moves in Lectio Divina. Number one, read. Uh, Latin word, Lectio. You listen to God's word. So the first time I'm going to read uh, just verses five through seven, starting with, but you, I'm going to read it. I just want you to listen to the word. And I want you to ask this question. Is there a particular word or phrase that God highlights for you? Whatever that, however that works for you. Maybe a, a, a word comes to you and you think, wow, that's the one for me. Or a phrase that strikes you. You're asking God to apply the scripture to your life. You're just going to listen. And you're going to hear from God it probably won't be a James Earl Jones voice, right? It'll be your own voice, but the Lord will highlight to you something for you to look at. Example, uh, when I was doing this this morning, uh, I went through the scripture and that first phrase where it says, um, oh, the phrase that popped into my mind is the last phrase. The one that really struck me was keep the faith. I thought, okay, God wants to speak to me about keeping the faith. I don't know what he wants to say, but he wants to speak to me. So I just held that. Okay. Second part of uh, Lexio Divina, reflection. 
This is where you reflect on that word or phrase. In other words, specifically, what do you think God is saying to you? I'll give you 90 seconds to just listen and be silent. You have the word in front of you in your bulletin or in your Bible. And you just say, God, what do you want to say to me from this particular word or phrase? This morning for me, I realized that keep the faith. God was speaking to me about, hey, Randy, you're not just a preacher or a teacher. You're actually someone who lives out this faith that you communicate. And God was saying to me, what I want to talk to you about today, Randy, is what your life looks like. Not what you say, but what you do. Not how you talk, but how you walk. And so, I'm, you know, my ears are like, okay. <clears throat> That's reflection. Latin word, meditatio, to meditate. Third uh, move in Lexio Divina, respond. Oratio, Latin just means pray. This is where from your heart you say something to God about what he said to you. So you're just responding to God from your heart. So I'll be reading the scripture again. You will have heard that word or phrase. You will have listened to what God's saying to you, to your life about it. And then you'll respond to God. And let me urge you, respond to God from your heart. Okay, God's given us the mind of Christ. There's nothing evil about our minds. But in this practice, this is a heart response. God, what does my heart say to you? What does my heart long for related to what you're saying? What are my questions? This just gives you a place to be honest with God from your heart. That's response. And the fourth move is rest. Contemplatio, just to be, to let it sort of ooze over you. And this is where after you've heard the phrase and heard God's word and responded to God, instead of moving straight to action, you rest. It's maybe the hardest part for Westerners in general is to just be. But God is God will have spoken to you. God will have heard your prayer. And at this point, to just take a minute and a half and be in God's presence with your heart open to him and your mind directed towards him, That is prayer in and of itself, without words. So you'll just be. Read, reflect, respond, rest. And we're going to do this together. So you'll want a pen and your bulletin or a card or your hand or your tablet or something because God's going to speak. You'll want a pen. I'm just looking for everyone to be taking pens out, okay? (laughs) Because God's going to speak. Are there any questions before we do this together? Someone must have a question, like, hold on a second. Anybody? No, it's perfectly clear. Okay. I'm going to read the scripture, and we're going to just walk through this in the next couple of minutes. This is the word of God from 2 Timothy chapter 4, and this is verses 5 through 7. So just find your space, eyes open, eyes closed. It doesn't matter if you need to move in the sanctuary a little bit. You don't want someone to cheat off your word or something, whatever you want to do. Okay. But you, keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. 
For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time has come for my departure. I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. Lord, I I ask now that you would speak to us, your people. Open our minds and our hearts. We trust you, Holy Spirit, to speak to us, to guard and protect us as we open ourselves to you, Lord God, and you alone. So come and highlight that word or phrase that you want to speak into our lives. Let's just listen. So at this point, a word or a phrase from that scripture has sort of been highlighted to you. And let me tell you what grace looks like. If you don't have a word or a phrase that you feel like was highlighted, pick one. That's grace. You see, all truth is God's truth. Every word is inspired. So a a word or phrase that is important to you in the scripture, we're going to now bring it before God. So I'm going to read the scripture again, and now we're going to respond, or we're going to reflect. We're going to ask the Lord, okay, this word or phrase, God, what part of my life are you speaking to? What is it that you want to say to me? So listen to God's word to you again. But you... Keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering. And the time has come for my departure. I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. What would God say to you from that passage? Okay. Now it's, it's time to respond. God's said something to you. He's given you a nudge. And now you get to pour your heart out to God. God can handle your feelings. He can hinder, handle your questions and your thoughts. This is what prayer looks like, to be honest with God about what's happening inside. So I'm going to read the scripture again and just uh, let your heart formulate a response to God. But you... Keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time has come for my departure. I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. How do you want to respond to God? I'll read you one more time, and now I just want you to rest in what God's revealed to you and what you've spoken back to God. That Don't rush to take action, but just be in God's presence. But you, keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time has come for my departure. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Just take a moment to rest. Father in heaven, we're thankful that you have given us your Holy Spirit. We're thankful that our inheritance as your children is to hear your voice. I ask, Lord, for the clarity 
the wisdom of that Holy Spirit to be ours now as we walk out with this word. In Jesus' name, amen. So what I hope that you just experienced is a way to encounter God. Not for the purpose of the encounter, but for the purpose of transformation. And when you set yourself in God's presence and you put yourself under his word and you allow his Holy Spirit to come, that's how people get recreated, right? That's how God formed the world. Remember, the earth was void and the spirit was hovering and then the word of God spoke, let there be light. That's how he reforms people. That's how he recreates us by the, by the spirit and by the word. So we take them both. So hopefully you have a way now that you can walk with God each day. You can pull the scripture and trust that God will speak to you through the scripture. I will encourage you. I won't ask for sharing right now, but I will encourage you. I, <clears throat> I w- Some of you fell asleep during the last reflection, and so I gave Izzy the high sign. I will encourage you. Um, share this with someone. All right? So when we hear a word from God, when God speaks to us and something is is happening, God made us for community, right? So we don't want to just go into our introversion or just go into our introspective type thing with this word. Share it with someone. Share it with your spouse, one of your kids, a roommate, a coworker, a good friend, a parent. Share it. Because in the midst of sharing it, not only do they get encouraged, but you receive that blessed thing, accountability, right? And they can say, well, you know, I think you might be a little, I'm not so sure if you got that right. Or they can say, hey, remember when you told me last week that God said this to you? What did it look like this week? Example. So I did this with the first service, same thing. And I heard my own stuff and I thought that's interesting. So I shared with the first service what I felt like God said to me. And in the second service, actually, I'm kind of tired. So I just thought, well, I'll just kind of do the silence thing and let them But I thought, "Eh, that's really bad. So I'll do it with them. And I heard different things. And so particularly this time, God highlighted to me the word poured out. That just was there. And I thought, okay. So I I went through the process of poured out. And I said, God, what do you want to say to me about being poured out? And here's what I heard in my broken way. I heard the Lord say, you are afraid to give sometimes because you think you'll run out you'll be empty. I thought, oh, that's a little too close for comfort. And so when I responded to God in the next segment, I said, Lord, here's the reality. I am afraid of that. I do get afraid, not just in ministry. I mean, we're not just talking about on Sundays up here. In my life with people, I I can be afraid that I'll get to the point in a relationship where I won't have anything else to give. Insert, I won't be able to fix you. And then all of a sudden it hits all my old stuff because I'm supposed to be able to fix everyone in my family dynamic. It makes sense? And so when I was resting in that, the Lord said, don't worry, there's always enough because you have me. Okay, I get to walk out today um, reassured that you know God, Jesus promised, I'll fill you with living water, streams ever present, that I get to walk out in that. So I ask you to share. Now, I just shared with everyone. So next week, you can all come up and say, how'd that go for you? But share with one another. This is a way to, to, to move in your life with God. Now, there is 
uh, one last step, okay? I held this to the very end. Actually, the, uh, back in the 6th century when the first guy, whose name I forget, was developing Lexio Divina, there were actually six Latin words, okay? The first one was silencio, but I thought we'd had enough of that today, right? <clears throat> that was just quieting yourself before you read the scripture. But the last word is, anybody, anybody? Incarnatio, to live it out. So we're, we're not just encountering God so that we can say, I had a cool experience with God. No, we're actually supposed to incarnate the word that God gave us. So what I get to do now is walk into the rest of my week realizing when I get to that point in a relationship and I think, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm running on empty. I don't know what to do. Oh, no, I better escape before they ask me a question I don't know. I can stand in the midst of that and say, no, God, you're present. And maybe I will say I don't have anything else, but God's here. Let's pray. So incarnation, that's the way God revealed himself to us was through incarnation, the actions of God through a human, the man Christ Jesus. And it's the same way that God will reveal himself to the world around us is his actions through us as the Holy Spirit leads us. Let's stand. And I'd like to ask the ministry team to come forward. If you're on the prayer team, come on forward. It may be that as we worship this morning, as you took communion, um, even as you watched the short clip or as you engaged God in the scriptures, God spoke to you. And in some way you realize um, you need some help. You, you need God to come in an area of your life. So if you need some help responding to what God said to you, if you've got a physical issue or uh, an emotional thing, any place in which you think, God, I need you to be present to me in this. You know, maybe even when I talked about Easter, people were popping into your brain. And you thought, there are people that I want to invite into God's presence. Um, come forward and we'll pray for you to have that opportunity and that courage to invite them to meet Jesus. Let's pray. God, thank you for your word for your Holy Spirit, thank you for your promise that your sheep hear your voice and they obey you. So now I ask that we would be those sheep that not only hear your word, but do it, incarnate it, live it out. And I ask, Lord, for uh, waves of mercy and grace to flow through our lives this week. I pray, Father, that you'd prepare all the people that will hear the message of Jesus on Easter. Maybe for the hundredth time, maybe for the first time. And we ask God that you would turn sinners from their way. Father, draw them to yourself. We pray that Jesus will be lifted up in the city of Indianapolis. And I pray, God, that he'll be lifted up in our lives and through our lives for your glory. Amen. If you want uh, someone to pray for you, please come forward. We'd love to pray for you. Otherwise, you can chat with one another, share what God said to you, or go into the world in peace. Have a great day.